I don't have a lot of advice for my house colleagues other than this. Um, follow your heart, but take your brain with you. The, uh, the, the American people expect us to govern. And in order to govern, you have to have leadership. Well, that uh, seems like it might be good advice. Senator John Kennedy, of course, I assume the advice will not be followed. Well, happy Wednesday to you. It's hump day. It's also mailbag day. Here on our humble radio broadcast, the Chris Plant Show. I say it's our humble radio broadcast because we know it's the best radio show in the country, right? I mean, that's obvious. The Washington Post is a newspaper of some repute. They're, uh, you know, they're a Democrat Party front group. They're, they're not actually um, a journalistic organization or anything like that. They're leftists, as we know. And they've got a piece today. How Atheists Can Fix a Broken America. How uh, America Needs More uh, Atheism. Atheism is what America needs more of because the Democrats are atheists and they're leftists. And if you have more atheists, then you'll have more Democrats and leftists. And, you know, then they'll take your children away from you and change their genders and and, uh, turn them into sexual freaks. And then who knows what they'll do with them. Probably lock them in cabinets in trailers because they're pretty creepy. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. The headline, America doesn't need more God, period. It needs more atheists. And uh, Kate Cohen, who is a communist, a godless leftist communist, wrote this piece, and the Washington Post is proud to publish it. Pretty amazing stuff. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. I like to say that my kids made me an atheist. Sure, Brent. But really what they did was make me honest. Then she was uh, struck by lightning. I was raised Jewish with Sabbath prayers and religious school, a bat mitzvah, a Jewish wedding. But I don't remember ever truly believing that God was out there listening to me sing songs of praise. Well, in your case, I think that's probably true. That's uh, because, you know. Godless commie. So this is the Washington Post pushing godless communism and uh, bragging about it because, and then the atheists need to fix America because, you know, certainly it's uh, it's uh, quite amazing. This uh, story, godlessness is yeah, that's what we don't have enough of, right? <laughs> All right, God save the queen, man. She then ticks off things that she hates. The Greek myths are obviously stories. Sure. The Norse myths are obviously stories. L. Ron Hubbard obviously made that stuff up. Extrapolate. The holy books underpinnings. The holy books underpinnings? Some of the 
uh, underpinning some of the bigger theistic religions are riddled with, quote, facts, end quote, now disproved by science, is what she said. She's, oh, really, like there are two genders? Unbelievable. She's amazing. Number three, life is confusing and death is scary. You should look forward to it because you're so miserable. And uh, it's pretty amazing. Mm-mm-mm. Hope you stay healthy. God bless. Number four, O.J. Simpson. Uh, number four is child rape, war, etc. That's why she doesn't believe in job in, in God because uh, Democrats are child rapists. So she wants more Democrats. She is. Uh, that's your Washington Post thing. They're uh, they're demented. Godless commies are here to destroy the world and kill everyone in it, and then steal all your stuff. COVID is God's gift to the left. <laughs> Hanoi Jane Fonda, mainstream Democrat. All right, let's uh, let's get to. I just had to digress for that uh, to that for a minute because you know uh, the Washington Post. They're the godless commies uh, promoting godless communism, and uh, the reason she doesn't believe in God is because of war and child rape. She actually put child rape first and war. Um, you know, if you believed in God and understood God, then you'd understand uh, the devil and Satan, uh, good and evil, the darkness and the light, and uh, you, lady are uh, part of the darkness and the evil. But never mind that. Let's get back to the madness in in Washington, D.C. yesterday. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. I also just one more throw away the metro section on the Washington Post. Congressman's carjacking, he's a Democrat, you know. Congressman's carjacking report stirs call for action. Well, sure, as a Democrat member of Congress. Doesn't matter how many people are murdered and carjacked. Well, how many? Like 750 carjackings in Washington, D.C. But now there's a call for action because a Democrat member of Congress was carjacked by three Democrats, three Democrat youths with guns. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. SUV stolen one mile from Capitol. Attack underscores spiraling violence in D.C. Well, you're the Washington Post. Maybe you should be underscoring the spiraling violence in Washington, D.C. You're what we used to call a newspaper, in theory. All right, let's get to... (laughs) I'm digressing because they give me too much. They give me too much. All right, let's go because Kevin McCarthy was removed as Speaker of the House yesterday. And honestly, I thought that he was likely going to survive yesterday's tumult, but I was wrong. 208 Democrats voted to remove the Speaker of the House. That's every single Democrat in the House of Representatives. And eight Republicans voted to remove the Speaker of the House. That's eight Republicans. And uh, every other Republican voted in favor of, in favor of um, Speaker McCarthy staying in the speakership, right? And uh, the news media is loving it. They're touching themselves. They're, they're having a feast of some kind, I think, on human flesh, the flesh of children. And... Um, the, the people that voted to remove the Republicans that in addition to every single Democrat, and there was an irony in this that Matt Gates accused uh, Speaker McCarthy of passing bills with Democrat help, which he had vowed to not do well to, with majority Democrat votes anyway. He vowed to not do. And he depended too much on Democrats, and then Matt Gates uh, gets every single Democrat to vote with him in uh, removing the Speaker of the House. But Matt Rosendale of Montana, Bob Good of Virginia, voted to remove. These are the people that voted to remove 
the Republicans that voted to remove Speaker McCarthy, Nancy Mace of South Carolina raising eyebrows, Matt Gates, of course, Eli Crane of Arizona, Tim Burchett of, of Tennessee, Ken Buck of Colorado, look out for him, and Andy Biggs of Arizona, and uh, all voted to remove Kevin McCarthy. If four of them had moved to the other side, Kevin McCarthy would still be the speaker. If four Democrats had moved to the other side uh, and not goose-stepped in lockstep uh, with their armbands on, uh, bringing the, the destruction to the Democrat Party, uh, excuse me, to the Republican Party, uh, as was their intent, then, um, you know, and it was a conspiracy. It was a seditious uh, conspiracy by the uh, radical Hakeem Jeffries and Nanny Pelosi is out there, even though she was in California uh, for the funeral of Dianne Feinstein and not there for this. The Democrats inflicted chaos and eight Republicans helped. Now, whether in the end this is the best thing, you know, a spoonful of medicine, mm-mm-mm, that remains to be seen. Let's go to uh, Kevin McCarthy. Uh, and this is Kevin McCarthy on the floor of the House of Representatives on January 9th of this year when he was becoming Speaker of the House and um, he had made a lot of promises to a number of Republicans in Congress about restoring regular order to the processes of Congress, holding the purse strings, right, and uh, he was going to restore what they call regular order. That means bills go through committees and then they're voted on and then we have 12 appropriations bills. Uh, but instead, uh, we waited and waited and waited, did not restore regular order, did not have 12 appropriations bills, did not pass bills through a committee and then and then have uh, votes on these individual bills. Everything gets thrown into a giant dump truck and then it's a thumbs up or thumbs down for everything in the dump truck. And it doesn't matter how much bad stuff in there is in there. You've got to vote for it all or nothing. And that's what we keep doing with these continuing resolutions, right? He vowed that uh, he would not pass bills with more Democrat votes than Republican votes. He uh, um, uh, did not make good on that promise. Promised that they would uh, move forward with term limits. That didn't happen. Promised that we would uh, move for a balanced budget amendment, that we would reduce spending. He did reduce some spending. He did pass some bills. And uh, then they took six weeks off and they didn't pass the bills angering a lot of Republicans in Congress. Now, whether this is the fix for that is, a, is another debate altogether. Whether what happened yesterday is the, is the, right, the right path for that is uh, going to be hotly debated for years to come. But it happened. So here we are. Kevin McCarthy back on January 9th um, as he was ascending to the speakership. There is nothing more important than making it possible for American families to live and enjoy the lives they deserve. That is why we commit to stop wasteful Washington spending, to lower the price of groceries, gas, cars, housing, and stop the rising national debt. From now on, if a federal bureaucrat wants to spend it, they will come before us to defend it. Those are good promises, but not a lot of make good on those promises. We're adding to the debt. We're adding to the, or, you know, the deficits are 
are not under control. Uh, groceries are not less expensive. Gasoline peaked out higher, but we haven't gotten it back to Trump levels. We're not even trying. Uh, now, I mean, you only control, right, the House of Representatives, um, and that with a narrow margin. But nevertheless, didn't lower the price of groceries or, or houses, didn't stop the debt, didn't get the deficit under control and moving in the other direction. Uh, didn't make people come before the Congress, which is how it's supposed to work, to justify the spending and the and the the changes, the legislation. Really, none of that happened. And you know, making it possible for American families to enjoy life. Well, you know, you want to make the you know the the conditions as favorable as possible, but uh, that didn't happen a whole lot, honestly. Um, yesterday, the vote happened, and. And he was, I think, surprised to see that he had been kicked out, the first speaker in the history of the country, to lose his job as Speaker of the House. And uh, Chad Pergram with Fox News encountered Kevin McCarthy walking through the Capitol. And he looked stressed out, Kevin McCarthy, not Chad Pergram. Uh, He looked stressed out, and he looked like he was having a bad day because he was having a bad day. Um, Kevin McCarthy. What about these Republicans who are opposed to you? I mean, what has gone on here? What do you think is their thinking? And these, these are the same ones who opposed me before, and so uh, they're turning the floor over to the Democrats. They're turning the floor over to the Democrats. It's a big win for the Democrats. There is no doubt about that. That's for sure. Um, I have Kevin McCarthy coming up. He had something of a farewell speech, and it sounded, while I was listening to it with my best girl, it sounded like, wow, wow, is he going to resign from Congress here? Is he going to walk away completely? Uh, he did not, but it sounded like he was going to for quite some time. I've got to say, and he uh, says he's going to hang in there and he's going to try to make good things happen. He says he's not going to run for uh, speaker again, for re-election as speaker. But there is a lot to get to, and I'm going to share with you from Kevin McCarthy from the Republicans that voted against Kevin McCarthy, from the crooked news media, and more. You know, President Joe Biden's nefarious plan to inflict the digital dollar on all of us is already in progress, underway. And it's very important to understand the potential consequences because notwithstanding the falsehoods they're telling us, This is not in your best interest or mine or anyone's best interest, the digital dollar. Time is of the essence. So getting smart on this topic to protect your savings and your retirement is a very good idea. You can help protect your savings from the the harebrained scheme of the digital dollar by diversifying with gold and silver IRAs, precious metals. You get started by calling the experts at American Alternative Assets to get smart on the subject. Give them a call at 888-4-GOLD-20. That's 888-446-5320. They'll give you all the guidance you need on safeguarding your retirement savings. Boy, oh boy, couldn't be more important. Say no to Joe Biden's digital dollar. Call 888-4-GOLD-20. Individual results may vary. There is no guarantee that past performance will be indicative of future results. Seek your own legal tax investment and financial advice before opening an account. Yeah, lots coming up here, of course, and I know that uh, a lot of you out there want to weigh in, and I'm uh, looking forward to to having you do just that. I do want to share what Kevin McCarthy said, some of the Republicans that voted against him. um, It's important.
Hey, it's Chris Plant, excited to tell you about our July 2024 Listener Sea Cruise. We'll be sailing around the British Isles, visiting Scotland and Ireland. Please join us. Book by this July 31st for extra savings. Visit ChrisPlantCruise.com. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. Uh, Let's go back to the uh, telephones. Let's see. uh, Let's go to Jim on line four calling on the W. Well, he's from Wildwood, Florida, listening on the WMAL app. Jimmy, you're on the Chris Plant Show. Uh, Thanks, Chris. Yeah, and thanks for all the information and this regular order thing. Oh, my goodness. But anyway, I I think their plan, this is just Jim's Jim's opinion from Florida, is plan B, their first plan should have been immigration. It's got to stop. Again, you, we can fight amongst ourselves against all the craziness and all the spending and all that. I mean, our money's worth the same as the Chinese money, so it doesn't really matter in the world these days. But Mallorca should be impeached instantly. He should be thrown out, impeached, and tried for treason. Let's, let's pull that one on him like they do with Trump. Try him for treason for not enforcing the border. Thank you, Chris. Yeah, you bet. Hey, well said. Call in, major points. And, uh, yeah, you know, uh, you're right. Regular order sounds like a lot of bureaucratic uh, Washington uh, hooey, a lot of stuff. But uh, you're right. Uh, You know, if it were my plan and we're going to oust the speaker, I would want to have the replacement speaker lined up, uh, which means you've got to engage in politics and discussions in the cloakroom before you have the vote. And who are we going to have? And uh, presumably you'd have some idea. It's going to be Steve Scalise in all probability. And uh, Steve Scalise has certainly earned it and and probably deserves it. So, okay. And he's the number two guy. So, hey, uh, we're going to have a vote. Uh, we've just removed the speaker. Now we're going to have another vote. We're going to uh, make Steve Scalise the Speaker of the House. And uh, now we're going to uh, bring up a bill that has been lying dormant in someone's drawer. And uh, that could be, we're going to secure the border and get that done in the same day. Then the news reports would have to be, wow, look at all this stuff. Kevin McCarthy was removed. Steve Colise is the new Speaker of the House, and they're already passing bills on the House floor. That's, that's something. Now things are moving. Put a little uh, fear of dog into the Democrats. Also because the Democrat Party is an ongoing criminal enterprise, the, the White House announced this morning that President Biden is giving an additional $9 billion dollars in what they call student debt relief. So people uh, took out loans and Joe Biden's going to pay them off with your money to buy their votes like the criminal that he is. This is, this makes Chicago walking around money politics look like piker stuff, honestly. The White House, hey, look at that, another $9 billion in what they call Student debt forgiveness for 100 
25,000 people that took out student loans. That's $72,000 per person. Joe Biden is handing over $72,000 on average to 125,000 people, some of whom may not even be Americans, of your money and mine to buy their votes with cash. And the news media applauds this because they're leftists. Just extraordinary. 125,000 students having loans paid off up to $72,000 on average, at least. $9 billion today. They call it student debt. Why not pay off everybody's car loans? Why not home loans? Why not whatever other, your credit card bills? Your student debt? Really? They see this as an opportunity for them to buy votes because, you know, they're crooks. And uh, the news media is so crooked that they applaud this. Isn't it great? $9 billion student debt relief as payments resume. Just extraordinary. Mm-mm-mm. The Biden administration has now forgiven, like their God, $127 billion of student debt. That's a very large amount of money. And we're paying for it. And the Democrats are the biggest crooks in the history of the world, stealing all this money to buy votes right out here in the light of day. Nine billion more today for another 125,000 people who allegedly went to college but are too stupid to know how to pay off their loans. They probably got degrees in, um, you know, Peruvian art studies and you know, race studies uh, where there are no jobs, believe it or not. Major in business and economics and then do something with yourself, something useful, okay? Mm-mm-mm. The latest amount in the Biden administration has now forgiven $127 billion of student debt for roughly 3.6 million Democrat voters and borrowers, the White House said in a press release as they bragged about it. Isn't that amazing? You're a Democrat party. All right, let's go back to, uh, let's go to uh, Kevin McCarthy's, his farewell speech yesterday. Not George S. Patton, but it was, it was pretty good, I've got to say. I mean, he, you know, I've never disliked the guy. I just point out that he's not good at speaking and his title is speaker, which I find to be ironic. But uh, last night he, uh, he came out and he spoke and I, and I felt for him. I mean, I don't think he's a complete villain, but I think that he screwed up in a lot of ways and that uh, we need to shape up Washington and we need to shape up Congress, and there is no easy way to do that. You know, we won the House, and then the incoming speaker promised that all these good things were going to happen, and then for the most part, those good things didn't happen. So we should take issue with that. And then what we always get is, you know, it's like being a Chicago Cubs fan. You know, wait till next year. Next year we won't uh, we won't wait to the last minute and and take six weeks off in the summertime and not pass any bills and not follow regular order. Next year we'll you know all your dreams will come true and then it never happens. And I don't know how many times the Charlie Brown football thing is gonna. But uh, here's Kevin McCarthy last night at his. Uh, 
his farewell from the speakership. From the day I entered politics, my mission has always been to make tomorrow better than today. I fought for what I believe in, and I believe in this country of America. This country of America. My goals have not changed. My ability to fight is just in a different form. His ability to fight is just in a different form. He's uh, shape-shifting. He's no longer the speaker, the most uh, powerful uh, in the House of Representatives. And he agreed to this crazy rule where one member of Congress could file the motion to vacate, used to require a whole bunch, um, and then all the Democrats come along with you and, and we're off to the uh, racists. Off to the racists? Yeah, why not? Kevin McCarthy uh, last night. You need 218. Unfortunately, 4% of our conference can join all the Democrats and dictate who can be the Republican speaker in this House. I don't think that rule is good you for the to institution, it. but apparently I'm the only one. Well, uh, you're not the only one. Almost all the Republicans voted with you, so you're not the only one. But you agreed to the rule change when you were horse trading for votes to become speaker. And uh, then Nancy Pelosi promised you that if it came down to that, that she'd back you and the Democrats would save you. Uh, and then, uh, sucker, she was lying because she lies all the time because she's a lion sack of Jawea. Kevin McCarthy. Doing the right thing isn't always easy, but it is necessary. I don't regret standing up for choosing governing over grievance. Governing? It is my responsibility. It is my job. I do not regret negotiating. Our government is designed to find compromise. Um, when appropriate, absolutely true. But when you're dealing with fanatics who uh, do not deviate from the party line and every single one of them voted against you because their leader told them to, you know, the Republican Party has uh, food fights. I saw news media people on the radical left uh, last night mocking that um, as though the party is supposed to be a monolith and every party member must goose step with the party leadership as the Democrats invariably do. And that's good, the news media was saying. No, that would defeat the concept of a marketplace of ideas and uh, creating a great debating society uh, in the Congress and in the Senate. Uh, but, you know, they don't believe in any of these things. They're, they're not on our side. He did uh, promise that, you know, uh, when it comes to being Speaker, he's, uh, he's done with that, at least for now. I will not run for Speaker again. I'll have the conference pick somebody else. I hope you realize that every day I did the job, regardless whether you underestimated me or not. I'll have the conference uh, pick somebody else. Well, you're not the speaker anymore, so I don't think you will have the conference do that technically, but still going to have a lot of sway, no doubt. Um, and I assume Steve Scalise, and it's, it's true, as uh, Danny points out, Steve Scalise, Congressman Scalise, is also battling cancer, uh, in addition to having been shot several years ago. Um, just, uh, just amazing stuff. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Uh, Congressman Jim Jordan has announced that that he intends to run for Speaker of the House, Chairman Jim Jordan. And so now the Republicans, they're talking about having a vote a week from today. Last night they were saying a week from yesterday. Now they're saying a week from today. 
They will have a vote on a uh, new speaker. Uh, again, you know, it might be, uh, can you have it today? You're going to be some horse trading. It's it's a week. It's not forever. But, um, you know, don't give your enemies and the Democrat Party and the press, but I repeat myself, any more ammo than uh, they already have. Stop feeding machine gun belts to the people that want to mow you down. Try to do something well and quickly and dazzle us all, impress us all, start passing bills right away. Uh, But, you know, Jim Jordan should be in the race. Steve Scalise should be in the race. Um, And there are others, uh, Byron Donalds. And also, you know, it is kind of funny. There is a basically an acting an acting speaker of the house right now um Patrick McHenry and as soon as he was made the acting speaker of the house he did something very funny in ordering Nancy Pelosi to vacate her Capitol Hill hideaway office now she's still got her her office as a member of the House of Representatives but as the former speaker since the Democrats lost control of the House of Representatives, she was given an additional fancy office, kind of comparable to the office of the Speaker of the House. I guess it's hard to envision all this on Capitol Hill, but members of the House have offices like in the Cannon House office building right, and the Longworth House office, but there are three House office buildings where members of the House have their offices. And then if you're the Speaker of the House, you get a big office inside the Capitol looking down the mall at the Washington Monument and and uh, stuff. And so you got Cannon, Longworth, and Rayburn House office buildings where, you know, you can go pull the fire alarms. Did you see the uh, Babylon Bee headline last night? Kevin McCarthy looking for fire alarm because, you know, he wanted to pull the fire alarm. Uh, but it is, it's fun that Patrick McHenry uh, ordered her to be out by today, by Wednesday, of this additional office in the Capitol because she was gifted this kind of fancy. Uh, additional office to make her like a pseudo speaker, the Speaker Emeritus, Emerita. All right, uh, Kevin McCarthy uh, last night while uh, stepping aside. Today was a political decision by the Democrats. And I think, I think the things they have done in the past hurt the institution when they just started removing people from committee. When they just started removing people from committee. Well, yeah, of course, the Democrats destroy everything and then buy votes with our money and call it student debt relief. Why are they, do they have they earned, is there some reason? Was there a hurricane or something? What's the, what's the, there it is. Uh, but all this stuff just happens and the Republicans on Capitol Hill are not fighting and they're not pounding the table and not yelling and they're not singing God bless America on the steps and they're not making it happen. They're very frustrating Kevin McCarthy. I don't think it says about the Republican Party. I think it says something about some people who are not a conservative. Matt Look, Gates. You all know Matt Gates. People who are not a conservative. You know it was personal. It had nothing to do about spending. Nothing to do it about had nothing spending. To do about everything he accused somebody you of mean with. he was doing. It all was about getting attention from you. I mean, we're getting email fundraisers from him as he's doing it. Join in quickly. That's not governing. That's not becoming of a member of Congress. And regardless of what you think, I've seen the text. It was all about his ethics, but that's all right. 
It was, about, it was all about his ethics, but that's right. Grammar is not his bag. Uh, that's always been the case. Doesn't make him a terrible person, but nevertheless. Now, now, this makes him a terrible person. Listen to this one. He actually believed Nancy Pelosi when Nancy Pelosi lied to him and said, oh, sure, one person can file a motion to vacate, but we'll back you up. We Democrats, we'll save you if that should happen. And then uh, Nancy Pelosi was proved yesterday, last night again, to be a, a fantastic liar. Interesting. It was in this room after we had won the majority. I had became speaker last. And I had Nancy became. Pelosi came to me. She was speaker at the time on the way out. And I told her I was having issues with getting enough votes. And she said, what's the problem? I said, they want this. One, one person can really out. She was the only speaker to have changed that rule. I had the power to call the vote on her, but I never would. I lost some votes because of it. Um, and she said, just give it to him. I'll always back you up. I made the same offer to Boehner and same thing to uh, Paul, because I believe in the institution. I'll always back you up because I believe in the institution. And she's a liar, but he believed her even though she's a big, fat liar. Hey, come on, flounder. Can't spend your whole life worrying about your mistakes. You fucked up. You trusted us. Hey, make the best of it. Make the best of it. Honestly, what's the, uh, you know, just, uh, he's flounder now. He trusted Nancy Pelosi. Hey, Pelosi's got my back. I got nothing to worry about. That's what happened there. That's pretty amazing. I've got Stephen Miller coming up, um, and uh, he uh, scorches the earth around uh, around this uh, situation pretty well, I've got to say, um, and I'll uh, share that with you. I'll share that with you coming up. Okay. Well, let's take, uh, let's take a quick one here. There's a lot more to get to on this. Newt Gingrich. Congressman Corey Mills voted against McCarthy, and he explained himself. I want to share that with you as well. And uh, mayhem across the country. Democrat lunatics committing insane crimes all over the country. And there are a couple of elected Democrats that are actually paying attention, if not coming to their senses, including in Chicago. I've got that coming up. And Democrats still want men to compete against women in athletics, boys to compete against girls, because they're sick in the head. I'm tapping my right temple with the tip of my right index finger. I'll tell you one thing. Today is mailbag day also. Kind of a busy day for mailbag day, isn't it? Such goings on, such goings on. But I I do have my mailbag questions in front of me now, and uh, they'll be coming up in the next hour. In addition to more, and you got to hear one of the Republicans that voted against um, the speaker explaining himself, Congressman Corey Mills, um, and uh, he speaks well. In the meantime, let's go to the telephones and uh, talk to nice people. Let's go... Let's talk to Rick, calling from Ottawa, Canada, which is a different country and not even the United States of America. Rick, you're on the Chris Plant Show. Yes, quite a different country. It, it hasn't been a good week for speakers in North America, both Canada 
and the United States, when one can't help but noticing uh, our House of Commons, or as some of us now like to call it, the House of Himmler, Hess, and Goebbels, uh, the Speaker was fired for taking the the, uh, the uh, blame for inviting a Nazi into our House of Parliament, which you're well aware of. And then your Speaker is, uh, you know, also uh, been outed, out the do- sorry, sent the door. You're right. <laughs> um, one, one kind of wonders, you know, if there's some sort. I know the role of Speaker in Canada is quite different than that in the uh, the American system, but it's kind of interesting. Uh, two Speakers are have been uh, basically kicked out kicked out the door yeah yeah the same yeah. week that's true and uh and your week. speaker i gotta say at least kevin mccarthy didn't invite a nazi in to give him a standing ovation so that's good a waffen ss nazi out of ukraine uh with a unit that committed atrocities in poland and beyond that was an extraordinary story it really was you know you gotta uh, you, some staff people should probably never work in politics again either uh, that was an extraordinary. Well, that, now, oh, he was forced to resign, right? Yeah, yeah, he was. But that that may be true. But one wonders if there's another agenda at work here because uh, the fellow who's going to replace him is even more of a globalist, uh, uh, whatever you World Economic Forum shill and anti uh, anti Canadian, anti democratic. Well, you know, anti anti everything that we we all love and hold dear uh so that remains to be seen is the same thing as in the case with your 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 new speaker i i hope it's steve scalise because as somebody has wisely pointed out he's actually literally taken a bullet for the team so that may you know give one a little bit more confidence if it is ends up being steve scalise and uh we'll all hope and pray that uh we'll look we'll look for the better uh try to look for the better uh side of human nature in in, in, in anything and uh, yeah. hope for the best. Well, as as you know, Rick, the left is the darkness. And uh, you said you call them anti-Canadian. I, you know, we I'm familiar with uh, people being identified correctly as anti-American. I don't think I've ever heard anybody called anti-Canadian before. But, you know, these globalist lefties, uh, the left is the greatest threat to civilization on the planet Earth today. <laughs> Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was the three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.